everything's negotiable. You can, if you see something in the house you do want, you can negotiate it in. I recently did a deal where we included five bar stools, two couches, two side tables, and a brand new 50 inch or 65 inch Samsung TV. Nice. But it's clearly listed in the agreement. All right. Hello. Welcome to episode 102 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We are your hosts. I am Ariel Cormendi, and he is Adrian Trot. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. What's good morning. Up? Good morning. Great, uh, great start Busy morning. to the week. Busy morning. I'm glad we very, could squeeze in this uh, podcast among all the other things we've got on the go. I know you've got something on the go right Lots now. On the go. Lots on the go. Lots on the go. So let's start off by saying thank you if you are listening or watching. And uh, please, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to either our YouTube channel or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And uh, we've been getting a lot of comments and questions on lots of topics. But if you've been following our Instagram stories, you'll know that today's episode, we are talking, well in real estate lingo about chattels and fixtures in, in your yep. purchase or sale. It was also a topic of conversation at the Tuesday meeting. Yes, and I did a training video for the team on it uh, last week as well. So, so it's been a hot topic to in the that. KT I seen office. Your video yet. Been a hot topic. Well, and in the news, why don't you talk about the... Well, um, well that's what I'm talking about. Know, if, just, if you've watched... been following our Insta stories, and if you haven't been following us on Instagram, we're at Cormendi Trot. We're always posting lots of good stuff on there. I posted the snippet of the um, CTV uh, news article and video on this specific topic, which basically says... A uh, homeowner purchased a home. It had a hot tub in the backyard. And um, lo and behold, the hot tub was not there for closing. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let's start off by uh, explaining, because some people don't know the, the terminology, a, a chattel versus a fixture. Yeah. And, and so just chattel- before you go there, the actual headline of the CTV news article, which was published on October 14th says, where did it go? Oshawa, Ontario home buyers shocked after hot tub removed before closing. But go ahead, give the definition of chattel and fixtures. A chattel is something that is not permanently fixed to the property. So the most common chattels that are identified in an agreement of purchase and sale are going to be appliances in the kitchen. So your stove, your fridge, your uh, laundry room, you've got your washer and dryer. Basically, any personal belongings uh, that uh, in the house that aren't fixed to it. So, you know, some people will say, you know, if you take the house, flip it upside down, and shake it, whatever falls out is considered a chattel. So, if there's something use there that all the time that you want, yeah, if there's something there that you want that fell out of the house, you better make sure it's listed as an included item in the agreement versus a fixture, which will not fall out. It's screwed into the wall. Uh, There are some gray areas with this, such as uh, wall-mounted televisions. The brackets are fixed to the wall. The TVs are hanging on the bracket. So is the TV a fixture? So there's a lot of things uh, you need to take into consideration when preparing these offers so that you don't have surprises like that. Well, 
what I always say to our clients and our staff, all of the staff, but certainly our realtors, is that if there is anything in a gray area or anything that's left up to interpretation, potentially, or, you know, anything at all that might be looked at one way by the seller and the other way by the buyer, put it in the contract and not only put it in the contract, like in, in the training video that I did, I, you know, I specifically talked about having those bullet points and the full notes on what exactly those items are. And if you think about it, so on page two of the agreement of purchase and sale, there's an area that says chattels included. So to your point, a chattel is basically anything that can move in the house that's not fixed. So if you do turn the house upside down, give it a shake, if it hasn't, if it falls out, it's considered a chattel, but there could be other chattels as well that wouldn't fall out. So you gotta, you, you, you really have to go through the property with a fine tooth comb and then itemize everything. And you are very good at that in your contracts. Um, and there's limited space in, in the provision area in the contract. So sometimes you got to move those inclusions or exclusions into the schedule a, and certainly if it's something you want to make sure it doesn't get replaced with a like item before closing, you want to make sure that it's detailed in there and even put in the serial numbers. So as an example, if you're buying a home that has a, a Viking range with blue knobs, you know, because like as an example on a Viking range, the knob upgrades are quite expensive. So you want to take photos of all of those items and the nice thing about cell phones now is if you take a photo, it's time and date stamped. So you've got evidence. You've and got, geo. If you and, have it, I have and, my location and services geo on. geotagging is, is on. So, um, so it gives you great evidence of that. And then you itemize that in the agreement um, so that there's no discrepancies and no gray areas, right? So Viking range, model number, uh, you've got the photos uh, with blue handles. Here, here's the serial number. And this is included. If you just put stove, which a right. lot of realtors do, that just means a stove is included. Yes. Well, and to the point too, where is the way it's laid out? Like, I don't know how people were taught to make lists, but if you have a list that consists of more than half a dozen items, it's not proper to put it in a comma separated sentence per se. So you don't want to put stainless steel fridge, comma, dishwasher, comma. You need to break it down into bulleted points uh, that's easy to read clearly organized uh, so that nothing is missed. And from a seller's perspective too, because 99% of your paperwork coming in from offers is just going to be very poorly laid out with comma separated items. The real estate listing that house, uh, the real estate, real estate agent representing the seller needs to be very diligent at reading through every single item because it's very easy to miss things or misread things. Yeah. And it's also important that both sides fully understand what is included and what is not included. So as an example, if let's just say there's a microwave on the counter, okay? And in the listing of the uh, property, the 
listing agent decides to in, say appliances included, all appliances included. Well, a microwave is an appliance. Um, now it is a chattel. So unless it's identified in the agreement, it's assumed that it is not included. Now the buyer goes in and, you know, it's a matching microwave. It fits perfectly on the shelf or whatever, or it's, you know, there's, there's a nook or a niche for it built into the cabinetry. Um, so the buyer gets the keys and assumes that it's included and it's not there. And the seller thinks, I was never including my microwave. The microwave is is a movable thing. It's it's not included. So so you get one party right. thinking it's included, the other that's not. And that's what specifically happened um, to these folks that were in this article. Um, now a hot tub is it? Here's here's a great example. Is it a fixture or is it a chattel? Because some people will say, well, it's it's fixed. And some people will say, well, no, it's, it's, it's a chattel. So, and, and probably I would assume if you would pull a hundred realtors and a hundred real estate lawyers, you will get varying opinions right across the board, but well, the lawyers won't say anything. Yeah, that's true. Good point. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, if it's not documented, you're leaving it up to interpretation and you are just yeah. opening yourself up for uh, issues. Well, here, so here's with that particular story, uh, news article, where they, I don't want to say messed up, but the, the, from what it sounds like, the determining factor in uh, RICO, the Real Estate Council of Ontario, because they ended up getting involved because the buyers filed a complaint. Uh, one of their... Um, the variables in their decision was that in the listing description, it said something along the lines of beautiful, beautiful deck with hot tub and pergola um, or gazebo, hot tub and gazebo, both of which were removed before closing. Now it's, I'm assuming that those items were not listed in the agreement of purchase and sale as included or excluded, but it fell back on the fact that it was listed as a selling feature in the in the actual advertisements yep. so rico said well that's misleading advertising you can't say it's included but then you know but we don't know also like it's not uncommon that throughout negotiations maybe at that point the but the seller said fine i'll let, i'll sell the house to you for x which is less than i want but, but i'm I get keeping to keep the hot my tub. hot tub and my gazebo but in that you need case to have that stuff documented exactly in that case it it's got to go into the agreement in some capacity to say that now right. it is ex excluded. Correct. Or even, even the case that the hot tub was included and the gazebo was included, if it was originally in the chattels as an inclusion and it got crossed out and initialed, then you have a case to say, well, in negotiations, it was then removed. Then Thursday. Right. Yes. Right. But in this yeah. case, um, it wasn't in the agreement. And I'm going to assume the uh, purchaser's agent either forgot or was careless with it, quite frankly. And the seller's agent maybe didn't notice or did notice and said to the sellers, oh, it's a pretty good offer. They're not even including the hot tub. I don't know what was said. Or the seller yeah. was swift enough to 
you know, maybe the the couple, the owners are are sitting down at the dinner table after the it's all signed off and they're looking at the offer and one goes to the other, "Hey honey, you know what I just noticed? They didn't even include the hot tub. That's pretty cool." Yeah. They don't know any better. Funny enough, about a day after you told me that uh you wanted to do this topic, I got a phone call from the agent representing the buyer of one of our properties where there happens to be a hot tub and a gazebo. And he, he sent me a text message at like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. He's like, do you have time to speak? And whenever you get a text message at that time, like that from another agent that's representing the buyer or a seller on the other end of a transaction you're involved with, there's always a degree of, uh-oh, what the fuck is happening? So I called him immediately and he was in a panic. And he was like, I just read an article about a case. So he just read the same article and he's like, and I realized I didn't include it in the agreement. Was, was this, see me? Lady just calling you. Oh, yeah. I just got kicked out. Can you still see me? Yeah. 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 yeah you're good. I'll put my thing on silent. Um, anyways, so I'll turn off your cellular. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he just read the same article coincidentally at the same time and he started to freak out because it wasn't included. That's yeah. funny. So, you know, it's it's important to do. I mean, important to well, we had we had full intention. So I should have strung him along, but I didn't because did I could tell he was frantic. But uh anyways, yeah, we had full and it was it was he was correct. It was listed as an a selling feature. So very much like this story. Uh, but my clients had full intentions of leaving it. Uh so it, it's not an issue. Um, I suggested though, you know, you maybe send an amendment if you're that concerned because you should have it documented. I haven't received. Totally should have strung him along. He's lucky he didn't call me because I would have had him sweating, just sweating over that. Well, but that's, that's, that's the point, right? In our industry, we have to become more professional and professional is not just picking up your phone properly and saying, good morning, this is Ariel speaking. How can I help you or whatever, which by the way is still one of my biggest pet peeves because 80% of realtors pick up their phone and just say, yeah, hello, hello. Uh, Anyways, you know, we are the midpoint between the consumers and the lawyers and and the closing dates and without proper uh representation and you know without every contract having a solid thorough review with all the t's crossed and i's dotted you can be really putting yourself out there as a professional that um that doesn't sit well with a lot of consumers if you're if you're misrepresenting in some way, shape or form and mis- misrepresentation can come in, in so many ways. And in this case, it's, it's misrepresenting the legalities of the contract that will protect your client's best interests. And I imagine because so, everybody's got to smarten up. Yeah. And I imagine in that case, the seller, uh, one of the things they had tried to use to combat uh, and justify their reasoning for removing it was while the hot tub was really old, it had very little to no value, which may have been the case. I mean, hot tubs don't hold their value particularly well. Um, so it may have cost them in the end significantly more to now have to go back and potentially replace it or compensate the seller, whatever. Another good story I just have um, about chattels uh, that I told in the meeting on Tuesday 
was recently had clients close on a house they purchased. They went in the day of closing, obviously test everything, test all the appliances, everything, make sure it's all working. Because, you know, you have until the end of the day sort of to be able to build a case if anything's not working and, and try to get compensation. So anyway, so they went in, everything seemed to be working except for the bar fridge, which is a built-in bar fridge in the kitchen, in the kitchen island. And it wasn't even plugged in. So they plugged it in, called me, Adrian doesn't seem to be getting cold. I said, well, give it a couple hours. So they did. Still not getting cold. So we sent an email to the selling agent um, or the listing agent and told them, bar fridge isn't working. He went to the client, his client, the previous owner, and they said, oh, well, it wasn't listed in the, um, it wasn't as listed as an inclusion in the listing. And he said, it's not working. I said, well, we had it listed in the included chattels. And it was very specific, right down to the that that I couldn't find the brand or the serial number for. Those you usually had to pull right out and look behind it, which I didn't do. But I had the brand name, a description of the appliance, and it was clearly listed and then fell under the guarantee of the the 24-hour warranty that we had in there for all the included chattels. So they ended up having to compensate our clients for the fridge that wasn't working, that they knew wasn't working. But had they have read the agreement, he might have actually seen that and said, oh, you can have it, but it doesn't work. Yep. So there wasn't a thorough review of that document uh, upon signing. But that brings up another point. In the standardized agreement of purchase and sale, there is no provision that provides any sort of warranty or guarantees on the chattels and even the fixtures that are included. So there's actually a clause, a separate clause that needs to be added. And typically it's in one of the schedules where it specifically states this warranty represents that the chattels and fixtures are going to be in good working order and are free from any liens and encumbrances at closing. Now, it does say at closing. So even technically, once the lawyer calls you and says, we are closed, you got no warranty. That's it. You own the home and it's now as is, um, which makes a visit prior to closing very important. But there is also a other another clause that could be used, which sounds like that's the one that you used, which provides a 24-hour window after closing to ensure that the chattels fixtures um, are working and um, are in good condition as you saw them when you purchased the home. So um, now some sellers won't accept that. They'll say, okay, when you close, you own it. I have nothing to do with the home afterwards. Uh, but if a seller doesn't accept a 24-hour warranty after closing, that also raises an eyebrow that, oh, why Why wouldn't they like? Is the fridge on the fritz or what's going on, right? So uh, yeah. should, that should be a song, the fridge on the fritz. Uh, anyways, so you, you know, lots to know there about contracts and chattels and fixtures and obviously a lot of realtors and a lot of consumers aren't fully um, aware of what needs to be uh, in the contract and how it needs to be um, identified. But, um, you know, that that article, obviously, uh, it, since it happened uh, the next day to you and and this agent calling you, um, you know, it, it happens out there. So, so you really yeah. got to be prudent on... Um, making sure that uh, whatever is included, whatever is excluded, and even if it's 
uncertain whether it's included. And you really got to think what potentially the buyer might think is included that isn't. Um, yeah. And, and make sure well, it's and the in seller, there. When we represent the seller, one of the things I do is I walk through the houses and just make sure they fully understand. You see those tire racks mounted in their garage? Those are fixed to the wall. Those are staying with the house unless we explicitly list them as excluded. Uh, you know, those floating shelves in your son's room with all the books sitting on them? Those are, te- those are fixtures. They cannot be removed unless we clearly identify them as being excluded. And those are people don't understand exa- that. Those are two very good examples because we see those all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, so that's today's episode, episode 102 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. Um, thanks for listening. We're hoping What did we that, learn? What did we learn? Just to sum it up, just <laughs> be very detailed. What did you learn today at school, gentlemen? Yeah, be be very uh very prudent and very uh cautious when reviewing offers and if you are the realtor that's writing up the offer, please for the love of god, take a few extra minutes and have it nicely detailed, have it nicely laid out. Make sure you've gone go through all the photos you took while you were in the house. Go through the listing photos, go through the listing, talk to the listing agent, make sure that there are no discrepancies. It can come bite and come back and bite everybody in the ass. Make just it as a, a nice... bonus, just as a bonus. Everything's negotiable. You can, if you see something in the house you do want, you can negotiate it in. I recently did a deal where we included five bar stools, two couches, two side tables, and a brand new 50 inch or 65 inch Samsung TV. Nice. But it's clearly listed in the agreement. A quick funny story. When I sold my condo in West Palm Beach, uh, we sold it as is. Like literally move it. You want to talk about moving ready? All of the furniture, all of the linens, all of the cutlery, um, you know, the blender, the toaster, um, like everything, everything included. And uh, bed sheets. I don't think I'd want your bed sheets. Every everything, everything was included. Actually, I brought some. I brought my pillows, and uh, I brought a couple of things back that we didn't include. But, anyways, um, the the sofa was kind of like one of those pleather sofas. Really nice, uh, electric recline, super, super comfortable. Is there such a thing as a, re- <laughs> hang on. Is there such a thing as a really nice pleather sofa? I, I'm calling it pleather. I don't know what you <laughs> okay. call it. Like vi- some kind of vinyl, imitation leather. It was a really leather. nice vinyl couch. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Come, okay, you, you I were, believe you. I you were never you. at my place there, were you? No. 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 So, I mean... Super, super comfortable electric recline. It had storage and cup holders. Like, I mean, uh, really, really nice, like Netflix and chill kind of couch, right? And um, I don't know, was that appropriate? The next Netflix and chill no, kind of couch? I mean, I'm, I don't, I definitely wouldn't want that couch anymore. <laughs> Anyways, so at, at closing, <laughs> The, uh, the, the, cause there, the closing is actually done in the property with the lawyer. Okay. And yeah, I doubt at, it is today. 
Actually, well, I Florida don't know. Probably is. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you see their numbers. Uh, anyway, so at closing, the lawyer held back. I can't remember, like a few hundred bucks. And I'm like, what? What's this for? And the my agent representing me says, oh, the the couch had some, uh, not tear, but like. Um, weathering right like those couches if you don't if you don't uh lotion them like uh condition them in that weather uh they crack especially over time right and anyways so it had a weathered crack and she sent me a picture and i'm like first of all it's a used couch that we are including basically for free because of the price of the uh, the way we sold it number yeah. 2 show me the photo of the couch on the day of the offer that identifies that that wasn't pre-existing right there was no such evidence of course and and the agent representing me is saying, oh, well, you know, it wasn't there before and, and uh, they had to hold back that money because the, the buyer didn't want uh, um, to pay that amount now because of that damage on the couch. Are you serious? You're supposed to be representing me and you didn't think to say, oh, well, where's the photo saying that it wasn't pre-existing? Because right. I don't even know if it was pre-existing or not and I really didn't care. Uh, but anyways, so still so it wasn't, doc- a- it wasn't documented. I had to go through several emails with the lawyer. I got the money back and everything was fine. But anyway, that was a quick story for you. Thanks folks for listening to episode 102 of KT Confidential, the real estate podcast. We love you. Have a great week. And uh, thanks for listening.